Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode 146 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a fantastic show today. We're at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas right now, and my checkbook is on fire. <laughs> Indeed, he is not lying. The SHOT Show, tell folks what the SHOT Show is, Dan. It's everything you ever wanted and dreamed about. It's got every <laughs> kind of gun, new products, ammo, fun people to talk to, everything. Yes, so the 2019 SHOT Show uh, is in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, and that is the home of the SHOT Show now, right? Right, it's put out by the National Shooting Sports Foundation, and they do this every year, and every year it seems to get bigger and bigger, and every year there's new products, and every year I have to get another checkbook. (laughs) So um, the National Shooting Sports Foundation are the organization that helps uh, those of us that are in the business of uh, the firearms business. So it's the business end. Um, And so what they do once a year is they bring together all of the manufacturers, right? The developers, the researchers, the, um, you know, there's a whole new, there's a whole section of new products um, that they bring out every single year. Uh, and so it is an industry event. You, it's not open to the public. You have to be somehow engaged in the business of firearms. And uh, because we have AZ Firearms, we're a retail gun shop. And because we're media now with uh, Gun Freedom Radio, we get to come and uh, enjoy all that there is here to enjoy. And uh, so this show is kind of like a mystery show because we know and you know we're at SHOT Show. I have a list of people as long as my arm that I'm hoping to connect with and talk with and bring you those interviews, but it is SHOT Show. So uh, the little joke I've been making is when you make a plan, it makes God laugh, and when you make a plan at SHOT Show, it makes everybody laugh because there's just so much to do that it's it's hard for people to really you know commit to a, a uh, an appointment or a schedule. And I'm as bad about it as anybody else. Um, but the reason it's a mystery show is because we don't know who's going to be on because I have some interviews already done, but other interviews aren't. Uh, by the time I've recorded this, and we're going to piece it all together, and uh, I just need you to stick around. You will not regret it, because we've got some amazing people that we're going to be talking to this week. 
Yeah, it's it's great. I, she's been so busy. I haven't been able to see you. That <laughs> is true, which isn't all that much different than when we're at home. But um, last night when we got done with, uh, we had breakfast in the morning. Then we had all kinds of meetings and interviews all day. And then we had an amazing dinner uh, with, uh, oh my gosh, such amazing people, honestly, uh, grouped around a table just sharing ideas from our area of uh, experience and expertise. And so by the time we got back to the hotel last night, I had really no voice left at all. And then when I woke up this morning, we were supposed to, we're recording this at the end of, of one of our busy days. Uh, when I woke up this morning, we were supposed to record this, and I flat out couldn't do it. I didn't have any voice. Yeah, it was kind of nice. <laughs> Just for, you know, a few minutes. But yeah, that's great. So what, you know, I've been talking to people, I've been connecting with people, and you've been down on the floor, up on the floor, I don't even know what floors we're on, because the SHOT Show is what, about four or five stories, something like that? It's, it's huge. I, you know what, they add a floor every year, it seems like, there's five floors this show. And, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you, Cheryl, and I can't call you, I can't text you, so I guess it's just okay that I write all these checks. Uh-huh, you're cute. But, you know, you know, we need stock. What we do is, you know, this show, it's product that we're going to be, that we're that I bought today, that's going to be all year long. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of have to speculate what's going to be hot, and we have to commit to these orders, so it's, uh, it's, it's scary, but fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the great products that I brought today is a product called Streak. It's a, uh, there are several calibers, but we've got 380, 9mm, 40, and 45 that has a glow on the back of the bullet. So when the powder ignites, it, it charges that glow. It's not a tracer, but you can see the bullet go all the way to the target. It's glow-in-the-dark ammo. It's glow-in-the-dark okay. ammo, and it works, and it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's made by, by Ammo, ammo Inc. Inc. Yeah. Yes, and so we made a, a commitment to that. We've got uh, a big shipment of that coming in. I'm excited about it. Now, it doesn't work in the daytime. Uh, or it, it, You had a fire in the daytime, <laughs> but it won't um, glow in the daytime. Yeah. And, but what I thought about, say you're in your dark house, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you see uh, shadows move around that you know it's people that's not to be in your house. You don't have to have a light on or anything because you see where the bullet goes. Mm-hmm. It, it's self, it helps you self-correct because you get that instant feedback right. where you see where the projectile went. And so if you're, you're off target, you can correct. And nobody and in the front of it can see it. Right. So it's only in the back. So or The behind video it. is super cool. I yeah. encourage you to look that up. It's Ammo Ink, and the kind of ammo is Streak. Squeak. And then there's also, I think it's called Night Force. Does that sound familiar? Is that the one that's the frangible round? I'm not, I didn't. You know what? I couldn't get past that. So yeah. I didn't look at the other ammo. <laughs> but uh, uh, that was really cool. And then... You told me uh, a little bit earlier that you bought a pallet of 22 ammo. Yes, we've got a full pallet, and that's coming in next week, and we're going to have a terrific sale on that ammo, so stick around for that. And then I bought, and I don't know the manufacturer, and I'm sorry about that, but we'll be talking about it in other shows, but a credit card size 22 Magnum pistol. Oh, wow. 
It's a little what thick. Now? It's thicker than a credit card. Well, it has to be but for the it's, ammo. But it's square, the same size of a credit card, fits in your pocket, and it's a 22 Magnum. We also have a 22 long rifle. Those are becoming next week. Another hot item, which I thought was super cool, is a conversion kit, a real conversion kit for your AK-47 to make it a 22 long rifle. You don't have to buy another gun. You can just put this adapter in the gun, and you can shoot 22 long rifle and save a lot of money. Well, isn't that interesting that you just bought a pallet of 22 ammo, and now right. you can turn right. your AR into a 22 to fire 22 And a lot of the ammo. other stuff I bought, I don't want to talk about right now because I'm too close to Cheryl, uh -oh. but you'll get to see it in the store in a couple of weeks. Oh, my goodness. Well, as I said, this is kind of our mystery tour, right? Our mystery show for uh, visiting SHOT Show 2019. But uh, some of the people that we had a chance to connect with is uh, Barb and her husband, Jason Baird. Now, Barbara, Barbara Baird is the editor of Women's Outdoor News, The One and I am so fortunate that I am part of Team One. I write a monthly article uh, that appears in her uh, magazine, her digital online magazine. And so we had a chance to connect in person. Um, it's so great. I mean, we have a great uh, relationship all the time through text, through email. But there's just something extra special when you get to sit down and enjoy a meal together. I didn't see Barbara there. I saw her husband there, but was Barbara there? Oh my I mean, gosh, Jason! are now in trouble because the two well, of you, you and Jason could not stop You know, Jason, Jason blows stuff up for a living. Well, that's true. And so it's like, uh, how could I, I didn't, were you there, Cheryl? Yeah, we oh. didn't need to be there because you two boys were having way too much fun. Yeah. Uh, talking with each other. Um, I did have a great opportunity to interview, oh, and this was funny. Okay, one of the uh, Benghazi warriors, right? His name is John Tig Tigan, right? So I'm interviewing him and Diana Muller, who is the founder of DC Project, because Tig is helping with a DC Project fundraiser. They're actually raffling off his partner spot in a competitive shoot. Wow. So I'm interviewing the two of them, and midway through, Diana finally says, you know, Cheryl, you know, maybe you should pronounce his name right. And so <laughs> you didn't pronounce his name right? His name is, is Tigan, and I kept calling him Tegan. So that was one of my more shiny uh, moments of professional uh, media person. <laughs> well, you can work. just blame it on... The busyness of the show, I guess. I guess so. But uh, there was no way to clean that up. We just kept on rolling. You'll hear that in the interview. Um, I'm going to connect with Michael Sodini and Rafael Del Valle again from Walk the Talk America. Um, Bill Romanelli uh, works with the NSSF uh, with Project Child Safe. Um, now, they Project Child Safe gives away free locks for guns gives them away and so you could go to their website project child safe uh, oh man i didn't make myself a note and like i said this is a crazy week but i think it's projectchildsafe.com you can google that and it is i mean an incredible program because it is true 
firearm safety put out there by the firearms industry. Because the other side, the side that wants to say that guns are bad and those of us that own guns are bad, they want to say that the only kind of gun safety is um, no guns at all, right? And we're saying, no, you can actually have guns and be safe at the same time. And it is projectchildsafe.org. I apologize for that. And uh, so who else did we get a chance to see, Dan? How about Larry Zanoff from uh, Hollywood Weapons? That was a very exciting event there. We uh, got to talk to him about some really cool episodes that are coming up and the of cool what? stuff. Hollywood Weapons. Yes. I said that Hollywood weapon, <laughs> and we get uh, we got to talk to him about uh, the company that he works for ISS Inter International. No, uh, we're gonna screw it up again. Independent, Independent Studio, Studio Services. Service. <laughs> yes, and I'm sorry about that, Larry, but uh, they have oh, it's so great, and I was so excited. And it's just like we could have had a four hour interview with him, uh, but we we did talk to him, and uh, who else, Cheryl? Well, of course, Maj Ture. Was Maj um, there? Maj was here. He is, uh, he's been speaking the last two years at this event. And today he spoke and he his speech was called Evolve or Die. We've got to be able to move beyond our uh, preaching to the choir and really figure out how to engage uh, other um, communities and, and people that, uh, don't speak this whole gun ease, you know? Right. Um, so anyway, great show coming up. Please stick around. As I said, it's all a big mystery tour from SHOT Show 2019. We won't have a Dan's commentary today because I can't be calm at a SHOT Show. Good point. All right. Lots of great stuff coming up. Stick around. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband, Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Cheryl Todd here from Gun Freedom Radio. We are at the 2019 SHOT Show in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am so excited to have an opportunity to catch up with an amazing woman who I had previously only met 
in the interwebs, right? On our yeah. Instagram pages yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And it, it got to a point where we felt like, hey, we're already friends and now yeah. we had a chance. It's cookies. Yes, it was. <laughs> it had me at cookies. Yeah. And we have a chance to meet in person. This is Carrie Sloan. Carrie is the founder of We the Female, a nonprofit organization created to both empower and provide education about rights and responsibility. Carrie's a wife, a mother, and a successful entrepreneur with a diverse background in multiple business ventures, as well as being an accomplished public speaker. Thank you so much My for pleasure. Thank you. finding time. SHOT Show is like craziness. It's like everybody's on ADD. Yeah, this you know? is a pretty crazy event. I've been to some pretty big conventions, but this is pretty, this is wild. And this is your first this year. This is my first year, yeah. And Things had just gotten to a boiling point for you with the yeah. whole gun yeah. control versus gun rights, especially in your home state, Correct. Washington State. Yep. And you kind of came to this place where you're like, that's it. I have to really start speaking out. Did I paraphrase that well? Yeah, you did. I mean, and it actually started as just me almost, you know, in retrospect, maybe almost pitifully explaining to people who voted for um, our most um, recent gun law, which is, if those of you that don't know, is, um, was 1639. And it was a 30-page debacle of poorly written um, crap, for lack of a better word. <laughs> but it was... And we it was, are a, a PG-13 yeah, PG show, so no, crap's fine. It was, um, it, was, uh, it was actually pulled by a federal judge initially because it was fraudulently on the ballot, but that's, you know, not relevant. It ended up back on the ballot, and it got... Um, it was, it was voted in by a landslide, and, and it, I was super frustrated because one of the biggest things in it is, um, essentially to, to shorten it, is it's a violation of, of HIPAA rights. So when you apply for a semi-automatic rifle, um, you are, it, that, that application is now an automatic waiver of your medical privacy rights. And as a domestic violence survivor myself, um, I know what can be in a domestic violence survivor's medical record that could potentially inhibit them from being able to purchase a firearm uh, to, to protect themselves in a system, particularly in that state, that consistently fails victims. So I was really, really frustrated and I just put my heart into that and I said, for those of you that don't know what you just did, you just marginalized and re-victimized a lot of women. And I had people coming forward and you know, I didn't understand. I said, that's because you didn't read it and they don't want you to read it. I mean, that's, that's right. part, of, part of what that is. Well, I put it on my Facebook and a little while later, I put it on my Instagram. And someone tagged uh, Colin Moore, and it ended up on his on his page. He shared it, and three hours later, my Instagram was going nuts. And I went, "What the hell happened?" I didn't even <laughs> make the connection as to what it was, but um, that's that's what had happened. And so I had people. I had 30 emails within three hours asking, "What can we do to help?" And so we, the female, my organization, was already in the process of being developed. Uh, I had started that after Parkland, but um, I realized it was time to expedite that, and so I got on that and, and got that active, but I became the, as I was telling you, the accidental activist, because now I'm also championing to help change the paradigm of what gun control laws are really doing, um, you know, for domestic violence, women in general, domestic violence. Well, education is really such the core it is. of everything, yeah. because, you know, when we go into the voting booth, right. If we have not done our research, yeah. then we are going to be tricked 
every single time. Absolutely. And you know, even like these red flag laws that are yeah. coming up all over the place. Yeah. Or in Arizona, Governor Ducey wants to have a stop law. It's called. And there is definitely a well-meaning angle right. to it. Right. I mean, some people are just going after it because they know that they can trample our yeah. rights. Yeah. But other people that are in that middle space, they just they feel like, oh, that is common sense. And yeah. That is well-meaning. But then when you stop and you really look at it and you realize that with very, very little evidentiary uh, uh, information, your personal property and your personal rights right. and your Second Amendment right. rights are gone. Yeah, and that's that's a kind of a conversation I'd had with a few people. And one of them, in fact, uh, a good friend of mine who she actually she voted for it. And I said, let me tell you what you just did. And she looked at me and she Ouch. says, I feel really bad. And I said, I don't, I'm not mad at you. I said, you watched King 5 when they highlighted this or read it on Facebook or whatever, and you may have glanced at it, but what people didn't get is you need to put these pieces together to understand that because one of the other pieces of that is um, that if you are found, in fact, um, unfit mentally to have a, a firearm, which by the way, there's no criteria in that law that says what that what, what, is, that what is going to constitute that. Yeah. So um, I have a good friend who had cancer. She had a double mastectomy. And a medication that she has to take for that now is classified in the antidepressant category. So are they going to take that away from her? Maybe. You know, smoking cessation. Um, there's all of these different things. But there was literally no criteria that was written um, about what they're going to look for. There was no criteria for um, who, who they, right? It's yeah. they, the medical authority. Well, who is that or the cops? Yeah. Um, no, not how far back they're going to look, and right. they can look every year. That was in there. They can yeah. keep renewing that. Um, but one of the interesting things is, is, so for example, and say for my case, um, I have PTSD from 13 years ago. My record, I'm fine now. But in the, for me personally, in the unlikely event that they were to to pull it, but you know, they, they could based on how it's written. Sure. I could transfer those firearms to my husband. Well, my husband is active duty military and deploys. Somebody breaks into my home right. while my husband is gone, and I have to use that weapon. That law now can put him under investigation for a felony for allowing me to have access to that gun, and that is the problem. Like they've literally set women up. I mean, yeah. people in general, but particularly we're, we as women, I find are a little, you know, particularly domestic violence victims are a little more affected by that, and it's it's kind of a problem. So I mean, when you talk about a slippery slope, yeah, yeah, right? and yeah. you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Uh, this is it incarnate, all yeah. of these things going on. Um, and I do understand that we, people have to have an avenue if they, you know, you got to be able to see something, say something. They yeah. have to have an avenue for that. Yeah. We can do much better than what is Absolutely. happening right now. Absolutely. And particularly when these laws set us up for as a domestic violence victim, you know, I was willing to testify against him. He was charged with a felony. They dropped it to a misdemeanor because he didn't use an actual physical weapon on me. He was a foot taller, 100 pounds heavier, you know, literally held me against the wall by my neck. And uh, the criteria that they arrested him for as a felony um, wasn't the same criteria that they felt was necessary to hold him. So, but because they dropped it to a misdemeanor, he was able to, and I was willing to testify, and she wouldn't, she just blew me off, the prosecutor did. They were able to give him this diversion treatment, uh, diversion treatment. Uh, negotiation kind of a thing so basically he was able to go to counseling and stay you know out of trouble for three years or whatever and they would on his record so he used that to stalk me so he was mad because then and then he was free and so he 
took a part-time job delivering pizzas so that and that's was because he was smart I mean he was a narcissist you know so he used that as the excuse because that was in the district that he would drive in so he would stalk me at night Wow. Yeah, yeah. Gave so exactly, delivering a pizza. Exactly, exactly. So what what's happened now is we're in a situation, and I don't think this is just um, independent of Washington State, um, based on the emails that I'm getting coming from all over the country. Is we we are living in a culture now where we are arbitrarily making decisions to take guns away from people, particularly domestic violence victims. But the system that is supposed to be there in place to protect. These, these victims is failing them. Yeah. So instead of focusing on on regulating a woman's right to choose how she defends herself, they need to be focusing on fixing their broken system that mitigates the problems that we're having with these domestic violence offenders. Well, beautifully said. Thank you. And the other part of that for me is that so if the person is the squirrely one, right? Yeah. The person's the problem. Yeah. Just removing the one tool. Right. Right? The exactly. one class of tools, firearms. Yep. How does that prevent this squirrely person from going squirrely with any other number of things or going and yeah. getting a gun maybe they didn't know this person had? Right. Right? Yeah. Or their neighbor or breaking mm-hmm. into, in Arizona, we had a rash of break-ins in cars and stealing AR-15s from police cars. I mean, I so know, I'm like, kind of impressed. Like, I if you're that brave, right? Wow. This true, but it's like you know, d- don't come after those of us who are already regulated up to here. We have a yeah. firearm store, yeah. and tell us oh, that no. we're yeah. the problem and yeah. we need to be more regulated. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I digress. But um, so the the we the female. What is your mission statement? And I feel like I have a sense of why you created it, but, yeah. but what is your mission? Well, the mission with We the Female is, so just a brief history, I don't want to get too far into it. Um, right after Parkland, people were, you know, particularly women, I own a day spa, um, so I sit with these women one-on-one all the time like this, and they were freaking out, moms, you know, a lot of this, and I can't tell you how many times I had to explain what AR really meant. Right. But it doesn't mean it's all rifle and that, you know, it shoots the same caliber rifle that your grandpa's hunting gun, you know what I mean? There's and, but what I found is that these women would stop and they would listen because they trusted me and they were my friend and they were, they may not have necessarily agreed and they still wanted to see action. Sure. And I said, if I held a class, or brought you to my house and I pulled out this. You got a thing if, or two. If I have, if I showed you. <laughs> you have a buffet. Well-ish. Um, and I said, and I showed you what this was and even let you hold it, would it help? And some of them were very receptive to this. And I thought, that's it. So I didn't really know what it looked like. So after Parkland, about a year ago, I started trying to form this this outreach. Um, I'd always want to do something with domestic violence uh, victims because I am one. Um, but there was this other piece of this that I couldn't let go. So um, it kind of kept progressing, and it, like it hit me like a lightning bolt. Like this is what I need to be doing. I did go see Maj, um, you know, with Black Guns Matter, and I liked kind of the concept that he had, and it kind of fit with what I was doing, but in a different a different way. So. Um, about three weeks later, I was driving down the road and it hit me like a lightning bolt. This is what it needs to be. So the philosophy, well, the the mission statement is about teaching women um, how to pursue, you know, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness through constitutionally based education. So the the basic idea is there's tons of people out there that can teach a woman how to use a gun. There is nothing out there that teaches them how to not have to use it to begin with. 
So our philosophy is really unique in that we teach women how to avoid the situation, your personal security and advanced situational awareness training, because your best defense is not having to defend yourself to begin with. So um, that's that's the basics, you know. So kind of in our in the classes, we kind of we go through the constitution um, and help them understand why these things are in place. And it's not just because uh, they took our guns. I mean, there's a whole there's layers of this, and and we kind of do a brief overview of that. Then we go into um, different ways that women can defend themselves. Because the other thing we realize in coming together with all these domestic violence victims is there are a lot of them that are not comfortable with a gun, and that's okay too. So we still want them to be safe. So we go over different options for them that are available, you know, different self-defense courses or other uh, non-lethal means of, of self-defense and things. And then um, one of the biggest things that we do then after that is we, we talk about firearms. And if, if their choice is a firearm, is what are your rights and your responsibilities to use that? Because the, the firearm should be your last line of defense. And we, we do have a little bit of a culture, I think, um, to a certain degree where, you know, we have this, oh, they break in my house, I'm gonna shoot them. Let them take your TV, let them take your, your money, you know, Again, let them take your education. purse. Exactly. Yeah. When they're coming after, exactly. The minute they're coming after you or your children, that's a different story. And there's a couple of reasons why you want to do that. And this is what a lot of people don't get. Um, well, first of all, you need to be, they're going to investigate you. And you have to make sure that you are going to be able to walk away from an investigation clean because you did everything the way they're supposed to. And the way the climate is, they're going to find a reason to knock. Yeah. Bottom line. So we teach them how to kind of the, the CYA yeah. thing. But more importantly, people don't get, like, you may think that you're tough. Yeah. When you take somebody else's life, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna yeah. do something to you. So we want to make sure that we're instilling instilling in these in these women that the rights and the responsibilities they have if they do choose to be a gun owner. Mm -hmm. And then we've been partnering with different um, companies it's in the state, but now nationally we're finding yes. Um, because yes. of social media um, the resources to be able to send them to so that they can learn what they need to learn. So it's everything. Yeah. Really so now we can send. Down. So for example, in Arizona, we can send them to you. Or we do have some instructors on our staff, on our volunteer staff. But um, yeah. So we. But national, we have people messaging. What can we do? And I'm like, this is this is it. So we need you. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, so I think we did already touch on how gun control laws are negatively impacting yeah. domestic violence victims. Did we pretty much cover that? Whole topic or I think so. I could go on about it for hours, right, so, but okay. I think we covered it. You know, <laughs> um, send me a message if you feel like uh, you want more information. Yeah. So this is an, a, a question that personally uh, interests me, and we talked about it a little <laughs> bit before we came on camera. Yeah, yeah. Because you are really brand new. Yeah, to very. The, the gun side of things. Very right? new. Very new. You've yeah. been living what it is to be a, a survivor right. of domestic violence for multiple years. Right. But just now, really coming into the, the gun side of things. And uh, the, the question is, what is the perception of women in the gun community as viewed by a newcomer? I knew so what this do, was going to come up. <laughs> what, what do we look like? So, it's and it's not, I mean, that's a piece of it, is what we look like. But it's also um, the perception from the non-community of what those gun women look like as well. And I'm finding it's 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 quite interesting, you know, what I, I came to find. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about a woman doing what she wants to do, and there's no judgment. But I do find that I, for the most part, with some exceptions, like women like you and I, they, 
they've tend to broken into two kind of categories. There's like a kind of gun bunny culture, and then there's especially coming to the show. That was I didn't even know what a gun bunny was, and a month know, ago I'm like, what is that? I had too. to look up a hashtag <laughs> to see what it was. And then I learned, um, you know, and then there's like the competitive shooters and these women that are tactical and they do all this stuff. Well, I am none of those things. I am a mother that, and, a, and a, a wife and a business owner that knows how to use my firearm to protect myself and my family if I need to. And that isn't, um, I, from what I'm discovering so far, and like I'm new, there is not a lot of that represented in, that, in the gun community. I don't see that a lot. But it's also been what has made people very receptive to what I'm doing. Right. Um, and listening with more, the gun. I don't lead with the gun at all. And, right. and, and not it remotely close to it because I don't think we should be. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I do not think our rights should be infringed. I am all about shall not be infringed. Right. But I feel like we need to take that responsibility to not give a reason for it to be infringed. Right. So I know that the gun community has, whatever that is, what is the gun community, right? right. But, what, yeah. but I think we the have, thing. I know, we have made huge strides um, bringing more women in, making absolutely. it more open and welcoming. But um, you had said you, you can still sense in some times, in some places, there is a, still a little bit of that, oh, yeah. run along now. Yeah, yeah, especially because I'm not a tactical, you know, I couldn't walk in, you, well, I don't know, I went to range day yesterday. <laughs> you feeling a little everything. empowered, it was kind of cool. Yes. I shot my first automatic <laughs> rifle yesterday. Nice. Yeah, that whole giggle thing, I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, I, uh, I'm not, I couldn't sit there and talk scopes with you. I couldn't sit there and yeah. talk, you know, fiber optics versus laser. That's Me not neither. my thing. Right. Um, and so I find that I get a little bit of the, oh, aren't you honey, cute. darling, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And, um, and we really need to read that let out. Me, let me show you what you need. Now, what I need is for you to just button it and let me ask you the questions <laughs> that I need to ask to get to where I need to be. Because that's not my priority. My priority right now, what you need to understand is my priority, sir, is helping you keep the right to sell it. That's where I'm at. So instead of trying to talk down to me about not knowing, you know, what caliber that is, you need to appreciate the fact that I'm coming out here to fight for your right to be able to keep whatever caliber you want. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that is a, there's not a big piece of it for, you know, no, I'm that's, noticing. That's really smart. That's really important for people to hear because as, as great as we think we're doing it at our yeah. gun shop, AZ Firearms, um, there could still be uh, men and women yeah. who are not experiencing us at our best. Right. And so for us, it's always, what are we doing well? What could we be doing right? Better? And so this is just a great reminder. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to help them do better to attract more right. women to and the, men right. like you yeah. that are just, they. we want, you want to be in the community. You want to be a part of it. You just don't want to feel demeaned in any way or pat it on the head. Right, or not feel like they have to be in the community to be accepted. Yes. You know, because most women aren't going to be, right? They want, if they, if they choose a firearm, they're coming in to buy one to protect themselves, and they want to be able to go home to their families and not necessarily make it their culture, their yeah. community, or, yeah. you know, their tribe. Yeah. But um, women are inherently intimidated walking into a gun shop yeah. to buy a gun yeah. because the men talk down to them constantly. Constantly. And, um, I mean, there's been, I have people send me videos or tag me and stuff where they see this all the time. One of my volunteers, she works for a gun manufacturer, she builds all of her own stuff. And she said for years, 
they'd walk in and the owner, when she was working in the gun store, and the gun, the gun store owner said, she's the one that built it. And they, and they still didn't <laughs> want to talk to her. Right? Still. That's crazy. And, yeah. So, uh, so pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. Gentlemen. Yes. We're not talking about all of you, but if, you, if, if this is hitting a button, it's probably you. I like it. Just saying. Um, so, um, how, the, the women that maybe are uncomfortable with the tool themselves. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're not a trainer. No. But yet you you have come over that hill, right? And maybe yeah. you're still coming over the hill a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. How can uh, women, like if you're speaking to the women themselves, yeah. how can they become more comfortable? And if you're speaking again to the those of us that are on the other side of the counter trying to train or, or sell guns or, you know, help people find the right tool for their life. Um, how can uh, we help women feel more comfortable uh, with firearms? Well, not just trying to give them a revolver. Okay. Right, that seems to be a thing that I've talked to a lot of people that work in gun, yep. gun stores or women. Well, here's the pink gun and it's a revolver. You're good. Go. The pink gun thing. <laughs> we'll talk about that afterward. Because this pink gun thing. really cute and are. colorful and fun. Absolutely. Accessorizing firearms out there, but we don't have to just... I'm, on the other side of the camera, my daughter is nodding. She loves yeah. her Tiffany blue. And you know what? And that's cool. <laughs> but not all of us want, you know, and so don't I'm automatically assume. Black, so. See, and I just like it. You know, my first purchase was the, the 1911 Sapphire from Kipper. So, well, I, but, it, yeah. but um, they, they sure enough, they pulled out the pink one first. And, yeah. and the, you know, the pink camo yeah. rifle. And yeah. It's just not my thing. And, and I think that, um, first of all, if husbands, if you're going with your wife, let her, that was one of the best things that my husband did for me, is he walked me in that store and he said, you point to what you want, yeah. let them pull them out, and then you hold those. Yes. And then we'll start narrowing it. And he let me do it because yes. he knew that it was a matter of what was comfortable for me yes. in my hand. And I ended up working with an amazing guy up where we are. I love him. I will only purchase from him because of it. Um, he, because some of the other guys, they'll still talk down to me, but um, my guy up there, he's wonderful. and. Um, if there's something I don't understand, he will he will walk me through it without the condescension. But it's stop trying to tell women what they want and listen to what they're asking for. Amen so I think that that's a big one, and that goes for husbands and behind the counter. It you know? does, and you know we are actually seeing more and more women who are the ones that are gun knowledgeable bringing yeah. in their male counterparts yeah. or their sons who are coming of age. Which is cool. I it like to see that. Cool. Yeah, I have noticed a little bit of that tide shifting. That's right? really fun to see. It. And yeah. same message to them is don't don't be too you know like hey I know what's best for you. Right. This gun right here. Is we get enough of that you. as women. Still, under, I mean. Honestly, we, do. we really, really do. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got to start wrapping up. Sure. But I just, I really want to make sure that you conveyed to people what can they do to help with me, the female. How can they help spread the word? Sure. Um, are you set up for you know any volunteers or donations? So um, we just got all of our official like bank account and all that kind of stuff going, um, and it is being self-funded by me right now. So. I, I, I was trying to self-fund as long as I can, but it's I'm getting, things are going so rapidly, I'm probably going to have to be setting that up. So we'll be setting up a GoFundMe actually this week, along with um, a uh, PayPal, yeah. I guess it is. Um, my friend Mark, that um, I introduced you to earlier, the Fit and Fire, he um, is actually helping me set up YouTube. <laughs> so we're going to be doing some like videos. This is intimidating. I mean, I don't, You're going to be amazing. Oh yeah, thanks. I'm not even... 
say that after you see Anyway, so the biggest thing is, is that if you do want to reach out right now, um, we just got the website landing up, so that's not, um, that's how quick all this has moved for me, is I mean, I had to, to do this. So we finally have a website up, and that's wethefemale.net, because I can't get, so we the females was a nail polish color by OPI. So somebody bought all of the domain names with it, and, um, and so I can have it as a nonprofit, but I have to wait. Yeah. Anyway, so we're .net, um, not .com. So you can email through there or we the female official at Gmail right now. Um, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. We the female underscore official. I we have a Facebook page, and then my personal page, um, which is way funnier, but it's stilettos and shotguns. <laughs> so, but if any so if any of those means you can reach out to me from those at this point. If you want to do donation, that's uh, great. I mean, that's wonderful. But we're also looking for people that want to do community organization because our long-term vision is to create chapters yeah. where people can go out in the community. Because while we want to educate women, we want to specifically focus on domestic violence victims and single mothers living in high crime areas. Because they're some of the most marginalized because gun control laws tend to be a little bit stricter in those areas too. And these are the women that need it the most. So those are the, those are the places that we want to go to. To, to really get to these women. So if you know these areas, you want to help, you want to be a community organizer for this, shoot us a message. We'd love to have you. I love it. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Thank this you so much. This is amazing. Thank you. I'm so excited. Person. This was fun. Me too. So stick around. We have much more coming up from SHOT Show 2019 in Las Vegas with Gun Freedom Radio. Carrie Sloan, We the Female. See ya. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Cheryl Todd here from Gun Freedom Radio, coming at you from the 2019 SHOT Show in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm sitting down with my friend, Ashley Levinsky. She is the curator in charge of the Cody Firearms Museum, which is a kind of a big deal. So, a little bit. So tell folks who maybe have been living in a cave and don't know what the Cody Firearms Museum is. Okay. So the Cody Firearms Museum is one of the largest gun museums in the country. We've got about 7,000 firearms dating all the way back to the 1200s and going all the way up through 2017, I think, is our most recent manufactured firearm. And so we are totally redoing it, though, because we interpret hundreds and hundreds of years of gun history. We want to display as many guns as possible in the collection, but then we also want to do a lot for an audience that we have that really doesn't know anything about guns. So the new museum is going to be the balance between you know what the enthusiast wants to see, but then also you know firearms basics, you know firearms safety, proper firearms handling, and really the history behind all of these artifacts. Absolutely. Now this isn't like well we're going to take a wall out here and 
you know, bring bring in a new display. You guys pretty much gutted the entire museum and started over. Full on gutted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we gutted the whole museum and uh, we added a stairwell between the two floors, which I'm really excited about. Before we had like a very rickety elevator that would break a lot and then nobody could see the lower level. So we built the stairwell and basically we kept the footprint of the museum, but everything else had to go. And we rebuilt it, new walls, new construction spots for it, and it's totally, totally new. It's amazing. We were there before, um, I think, any of the construction started. And I remember standing in a place and you said, you see this right here? And all of us who were there said, yeah, it's like carpeting on the floor. And you go, yeah, right now it's carpeting. Next week, it's a hole that is the stairwell. So I'm excited to get back over there this year. Now, when does the renovation end and the new grand opening begin? So the grand opening is July 6th of this year. I keep saying July 6th, 2019, and then I realize it is 2019. Is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we actually start installing the museum in a few months. So we'll do a soft opening in June, um, but we're not saying what day, just because you know how construction oh, works. Yes. We want to be able to do, be open by early June, but we might still be moving some stuff. And um, yeah, we're doing a big weekend-long grand opening celebration right after the 4th of July, which is a really big deal in Cody, yes. Wyoming. Yes. And uh, it's just going to be a great weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. And you've got on your, your website, you know, kind of like some renderings of what people can expect, that sort of thing. How would they get to that website? Well, our website is centerofthewest.org. But if you want to kind of watch the antics of what we're doing, you go on our social media accounts. Yes. Um, so you can go on the Cody Firearms accounts. We've got Cody Firearms Museum on Facebook and Instagram. We also have Cody Firearms on Twitter. Couldn't fit the whole museum name in there. And uh, if you want to get real weird, we do have a Reddit account. And if you want to see some of the other stuff that's less gun-oriented and more just the process, you can follow my social media, which is just Ashley Levinsky. Google it and learn how to spell it on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. So you got to get a little bit of both if you go to both, both pages. Absolutely. And it really is important to keep the history of firearms alive. And it's becoming a little bit more difficult, you know, as years go on and, you know, then there's, you know, different laws that come into place and that, that sort of thing. And then you're there to help make sure that the, the, the Firearms Museum is still legal, safe, all of those things. So even if somebody's kind of like, you know, I'm just not sure about guns, guns yeah. kind of frighten me a little bit. Um, I think that the Cody Firearms Museum is a perfect place to just kind of, you know, be able to experience them and learn more about them. Well, and the interesting thing about our museum is our, our museum's apolitical, like you know most museums in the country. Um, we're 501c3, and so we don't really, you know, take a side. It's not my job to tell you what to think. It's my job to give you enough information to make an informed decision. We actually do have a comprehensive legislation timeline in our new museum, but that's really kind of the unique thing of what we can do is we talk to all kinds of people, and history really is a unifier. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I work with people all over the political spectrum, and people always agree that firearms history is such a valid area of study, even if we don't come to the same conclusions from that history. And so it's neat to be able to have something that can reach to such a diverse audience. Absolutely. I mean, firearms are technology, right? They're artwork a lot of times. Some of the, um, the uh, etched-in embellishments, yeah. yeah. And uh, just seeing how one man's idea and patent then spawned another man's idea and patent and that sort of thing. It's 
really have to even care yeah. about what the technology is to appreciate the to be able to see the progression. Well, and that's one thing we also worked on the new museum is a lot of people will say, well, there's nothing for me in there. I'm not interested in guns. And so in the new museum, as you walk up to the front of it, there's actually something we're calling collection connections. And it's things that, and brands that you don't traditionally associate with guns that started off with guns or had some connection to it. So we've got um, an Abercrombie and Fitch holster and belt uh, for the store that was started in 1882, I believe, in New York City. It was an outdoor store. I just learned something. Yeah. I did not know that. And we've got a Louisville Slugger M1 carbine stock. Uh, the company that, that makes Louisville Sluggers, they were one of the many companies that got into the gun business during World Wars. And then we've also got a shotgun that belonged to Henry Ford. And we tell that story because Henry Ford actually visited the Winchester factory in the early 1900s, applied those techniques to his Highland Park factory in Detroit. So there is this interconnection that even if you're not necessarily interested in guns, you may find something, no, I can guarantee you'll find something in the museum that you know will spark your interest. And as we say at the beginning of the museum, we've got a really brief kind of statement in that we really want this museum to be your foundation to spark discussion beyond the rest. Oh, I love that. It's yeah. brilliant and it's beautiful. And Cody is a quaint and beautiful area and it's right next to Yellowstone, yep. right? So, right next to 50 miles, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so bring the family. It really is a, a family place. And then it's part of, the center of the West is part of, to the Cody Firearms Museum, you're actually coming to the overarching organization, the Buffalo Bill Center of the West, which is five museums and a full-scale research library. It's a two-day admission. And so if you want to go see the guns for a little bit, but you want to go spend time in the Art Museum or the Plains Indian Museum, it's all right there on site. And so we see a lot of the people splitting up. We're hoping more people will go in together to the Firearms Museum. And who doesn't want to see the newest, latest, and greatest, right? New and improved. Who doesn't love that? Not a lot of people, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I know this is a busy, busy week at SHOT Show, and uh, I appreciate you so much because you are helping to pass the baton forward to future generations. I mean, that is our legacy. Yeah. And it, the more that people know and understand about our history, uh, connected to the firearm or not connected to the firearm, uh, the better off we all are. Exactly. So thank you so thank much. You so much. Ashley in charge of the Cody Firearms Museum. Stick around, we have much more coming up from 2019 SHOT Show on Gun Freedom Radio. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun-buying event, taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest value for guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com or visit us off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event.
Now through the end of the month at azfirearms.com. Right? 
and uh, just thank you so much for that. And then you continue to serve through these kinds of things. You are empowering 50 women, one from each state. So many of us have never even made an appointment with our legislator before. Like we didn't, oh you can do that, right? Because we put them in this, uh, this celebrity status and we feel like, oh, we can't actually help to represent us if we don't, we don't tell them. So thank you for empowering so many of us. Thank John for coming out and playing with us. And, and on June, thank it's going to be a great time. So, so as I understand it, June, June 7, 8, 9 at Rebel Lee Peak Ranch in uh, Burnett, Texas. Did I say that right? Yep. Burnett. Burnett, Burnett, Texas uh, is, is one of the matches. And we're also going to have a, a really good banquet. Uh, it's going to be kind of a friends of the NRA feel. So we're going to have a great time. Come on out even if you don't want to shoot. That is fantastic. And now separately from the DC project, you have a foundation. You and your wife have a, a uh, am I saying it right? A foundation? Yeah. Beyond the battlefield, uh, the Tegan Foundation. Can you talk a little bit about what that well, the biggest, the biggest parts of the foundation help veterans get service dogs. Um, but other than that, we uh, <laughs> we get them service dogs, and we just uh, we just do whatever we can. Uh, we've helped bury World War II vet. We've helped uh, two veterans redo their house. We've gotten two service dogs from the veterans. You know, and anything they need, like they got to have a furnace replaced. If we can help out, we'll help out. And so we just do as much as we can for not just veterans, first responders as well. So we just. We, don't, we didn't want it to focus on one single, one, one single thing because they need help across the board. So right. we just do whatever we can. That is awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. How do, so make it official. How do you say your last name? Oh! <laughs> Tigan. I think so it's wrong. With, uh, John I, I like Tegan. I like Tegan personally, but he, he thinks it's Tigan. That moment you when know, you realize you're saying the name of your guest incorrectly. Thank you. It, it's one of it just happens. You're welcome. Tigan, yes. Low five. Okay. <laughs> um, tell us very quickly, uh, John Tick Tigan, with the Tigan Foundation uh, Beyond the Battlefield, how do people get involved in that and, and uh, support that? I mean, we have an, uh, an online, it's called it's the TigerFoundation.com, is where you can get involved with that. So you, you can get involved in any way you want. I mean, just you got a veteran who knows who needs help, let us know. If you want to help out, you can either donate or you can just donate your time, whatever. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty much open there. That's fantastic. And that's such a great reminder because so often when people are asking for donations, we automatically go, reach for our wallet. And, and that's important. We need the dollars, right? Oh, but yeah. we also need the manpower. And so, you know, don't forget about that angle that you can actually physically show up and volunteer and help people just like we do with the DC project. So as I'm wrapping up and saying everybody's name correctly, no you are fine. Diana Moeller, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so be sure to check out the DC project and where do people go? What's the website for that? Pro3gunner.com uh, for the match. Well, that's Pro3gunner.com houses DC project and the match. So, and the ambassador academy, but that's another show. Okay, we will definitely <laughs> do another show. And uh, one more time as we are going out with John Tigan, uh, how do we reach out to you and support everything that you're doing? Uh, it's mainly just the, the website, or my Instagram, Facebook. I mean, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of for the most part. So. 
I love it. And thank you for being so gracious for me completely butchering your name. Um, and uh, stick around. We've got much more coming up from SHOT Show 2019. All right, great interviews, uh, wonderful people we've been chatting with, and we still have another full hour of Gun Freedom Radio. So stick around, don't move a muscle. Our mystery tour of SHOT Show 2019 is just on the other side of these messages.